0: Loving Father, now we come to your word, and Father, I pray that all the songs that we sang unto thee, Lord, we will put into practice, Father, in our lives as we apply your truth, Father, and uh, may we be a blessing in every day until Jesus comes. We pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, if you'll take your Bibles uh, this evening, we're continuing our study in the book of Proverbs. But if you'll turn to chapter twenty, chapter twenty, we're going to look at one verse here, verse six, together to start out and uh as I mentioned during our study in this book, I found that the best way to go through it or to study it together. Uh, really is uh, in a topical way. So what I've chosen to do is take some topics that are found throughout the book and kind of uh, then do dot to dot, okay? And then that way we, we, we see what is God saying about a particular topic or subject that is important in our daily walk, So it it becomes practical to us because all the Proverbs are so practical and really deal with the hard issues um, uh, concerning so many problems and uh, things in our life that, that need to be dealt with. But Proverbs 20, verse 6, let's read it together. Many a man proclaims his own loyalty... But who can find a trustworthy man? Who can find a trustworthy man? Now, I just read from the New American Standard Version, okay? But if you have an NIV, it reads this way. Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person, who can find it? And then if you have the King James, it says very similar, the same thing most men will proclaim each his own goodness but a faithful man who can find it a faithful man who can find it so the new american standard translator, first he's, he's uh, all the verses basically they're saying that that many men most men they end up pro- Proclaiming their own loyalty or their own goodness or their own faithfulness. But a real faithful man who can find him. And that's what the New American Standard uses the word trustworthy, a trustworthy man. But I like to focus upon that, and and it basically means the same thing, but a faithful man. So the subject we look at tonight in the book of Proverbs is faithfulness faithfulness and uh, we're going to go to different different verses here to bring this together but again in this particular opening verse that we see here faithfulness is rare in man basically Solomon is saying you know we have a lot of people that go around claiming that uh, oh they'll be faithful or you could tr- you could trust me. How about the salesman that comes along and says, "I want to sell you a car. You can trust me," you know, and and then you find out that you shouldn't have. But this this statement here, you know, it it tells us about man's heart. What do we basically do very easily? Uh, boast about ourselves, right? How good we are, and we try and tell someone else. How faithful we can be, you know how about guys? you remember a time when you uh, maybe uh, you interviewed for a job right? What did you want to convey to those who may hire you? What was the number one thing? It usually is faithfulness isn 't it you you, uh, you can trust me, and basically you you hand them as a resume and go and basically they 're looking for faithfulness aren't they and many of us will go around and and we'll we'll tell someone and uh, we'll we'll boast of our own faithfulness and yet in reality how many times have we fallen short of being faithful uh, in our life to a person and of course to God himself and so Solomon is presenting the subject here saying most men you know boast about their natural you know in their because of our natural character our sinful nature we want to be proud and uh and boast of ourselves but faithfulness in a person and whether you know here he speaks of this faithfulness uh, that it's it's so rare to find and we must understand that this is something that That only God can truly make us this way. That faithfulness just doesn't come naturally, but it it comes from God. So let's see what Solomon says about a faithful man and a faithful woman. Some different things concerning uh, uh, what faithfulness really is. Turn to Proverbs 19, verse 24. Go back to Proverbs 19, 24 with me. And a faithful man, here it speaks of the sluggard. What is the opposite of a sluggard? Here it is a slothful man. It is somebody who is faithful, found faithful. But a sluggard buries his hand in the dish and will not even bring uh, bring it back to his mouth. Here is somebody who, again, is lazy. A faithful man won't be lazy. He'll be faithful to whatever task is put before him. What else does a a faithful man not do? Well, look at verse 26. Um, And uh, verse 26, He who assaults his father and drives his mother away is is a shameful and disgraceful son. Here we see a man who has... Basically dishonored his parents. If I am dishonoring my parents, disobey them. And we don't have really any kids except we got Skyler here. It's So good to see Skyler. And uh, and so it's so. Uh, when, when remember those those years when you were growing up and how easy it was to uh, you know to get angry at mom and dad if they if they told you to do something and they gave you a task to do. And, and basically, you, you start arguing with mom or dad? No, not used to Skylar. Skylar's going like this. Go, Good old buddy. See, now, there, there's a faithful guy. Sometimes you do. You know what? Welcome to the club. We've all done it. Yes, I'm telling you. And, 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 and so when we try not to do that and we ask God's help, Lord, help me to obey my parents. Help me to honor my parents. What am I doing? I am being a faithful person, faithful to God and faithful to my mom and dad. That's right, and that's what your that's what your desire is. I know that, Skylar, desiring the parents. But a faithful man also rejects ungodly counsel and. He will heed godly counsel. Uh, Look back at chapter 20, verse 18. Look at verse 18. And this applies to every part of life, I believe, here. But Solomon says, Proverbs 20, 18, prepare plans by consultation and make war by wise counsel. You could take the word war out of there and you could pretty much any there. Make any decision by wise counsel. A faithful person will seek wise counsel because they will want to do things the right way. They want to act wisely in their steps, they want to make sure that they are not, uh, uh, that they're just not going on their own impulses. You know, and of course we see what's going on in the world today with Russia and China and all that, and that's the headlines, and and we we just wonder what's gonna happen next. Isn't it wonderful to know that God's on the throne? That that God's in control of this. And so don't be afraid, dear ones, that God is going to accomplish his will and we are his children, we are his bride. But we do pray that God will give our leaders wisdom in our present even if they may not know god know him and uh and maybe we disagree with some decisions that have been made in the past right now we want to pray that they would seek wise counsel in making any decisions concerning war or how to deal with that situation i need to make sure that i go before the lord and say, Lord, help me to seek wise counsel. And that's why it's so good when uh, when you, we, we've taken time through the years to go to another believer who's maybe older than we are, wiser than we are, and they've, they've been through it. Do you remember someone in your life that you, you need to make a decision, and you, went, you, you sought a person out and asked them what they thought? There's nothing more wonderful than that. that When we do that, we are showing ourselves to be faithful. And then we can go on and on. uh, Look at uh, here in chapter 20. Go to verse 3. Go to verse 3. Keeping away from strife is an honor for a man, but any fool will quarrel. So here again, a faithful man will not be uh, a quarreler, just quarrel and argue and, and find things to argue about all the time. But a faithful man will be able to control what he says, okay, and stay away from trouble, stay, stay, out, of, stay out of trouble. And then drop down to verse 10. Differing weights and differing measures, both of them are abominable to the Lord. It is verse eleven. By his deeds that a lad distinguishes himself; if his conduct is pure and right. See that there it is. It's talking about you, Skyler. It says lad in there or oh boy, but. When we, whether it's a young person or an adult, we find ourselves that when we conduct ourselves in a pure and right manner, which means following the word of God, the world will know by the way I live whether I am considered faithful to God or not. Am I truly a faithful person? And I must ask myself, am I... A faithful person somebody can really trust. We've all f- failed in that area. But to be faithful is to be, really to be reliable, steadfast, unwavering. And the Bible speaks of this kind of faithfulness. And where does faithfulness originate from? It's an attribute of God. It's an attribute of God. Turn to laminations. Lamin- laminations. Lamentations. You know, I think, yeah, let's go to Lamentations uh, chapter 3, okay? Uh, and uh, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. We'll look at verse 22, Lamentations 3, 22. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease for his compassions never fail they are new every morning and then what's the next line in verse 23 great is thy what faithfulness that's what we just sang about there it is his compassions never fail they're new every morning but here The thing about God, one of his attributes is his faithfulness. And Jeremiah is basically saying, God, you are faithful. Which means I can trust God in my life with any situation, anything that comes into my life. You see, these missionaries that Dave mentioned, these missionaries that escaped, you know, from their captors and all that. You heard the miraculous story. They would not have prayed the way they did if they didn't believe in the faithfulness of God, would they? I won't pray earnestly, seeking God with all my heart, if I don't believe that he is faithful to his word, faithful to his promise. And I think sometimes it's so easy you know, for me to, to go ahead and, and, and not bring God into the picture concerning a situation, not pray about something because I, I think, that, you know, that I'm going to figure this out on my own. And that's where pride sets in. Pride will sit in when I start to try and make decisions. Just, you know, I'll, I'll bring God into my life to help me make decisions when they're big ones. But throughout my life, you know, I'll th- go along thinking that, oh, I can, Lord, I can deal with this. If I ever need you, I'll ask you, you know. And then we find we fall flat on our face and make the wrong decisions. But I have to trust in the faithfulness of God. And uh, <clears throat> turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Let's go over to Hebrews 10 together. What is the writer of Hebrews? Say about this, Hebrews ten twenty three, and here is that he's going to be speaking about the assembling of the brethren. Okay, which is what we're doing tonight. Thank the Lord, we have this opportunity. But look what look at the encouragement he brings. Verse twenty three of Hebrews ten. Let us hold fast. The confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful for he who promised is faithful, and so maybe there's you're wavering tonight, and your doubts have entered your mind: Where is God in my life where is god i'm i 'm trying to figure all these these problems out and and why is he allowing this into my life? I have to hold fast to the confession of my hope without wavering. And what am I holding fast to? I'm holding fast to the things I know from God's word about him. And that is that he who made all these promises is faithful. He's faithful to me and can be trusted he can be trusted now i wanted to look at briefly at one of the individuals in scripture that comes to mind it came to my mind when i was studying this and thinking well well who's the uh, person in the bible character in scripture uh, that really you could point to and say now there's a faithful person that god used think of it old testament anybody want to take a guess of somebody that that was uh, faithful dave who do you think noah. noah comes to your mind yes there's a faithful man noah was faithful to what god told him to do anybody else have someone you're thinking of dave thinking of joshua. joshua yes joshua yeah, absolutely there's a man a faithful warrior a leader who followed after moses and followed god into and took his israel and anybody else another yes dan joseph it's interesting you would mention his name because that's who we're going to look at well done he he picked it very good thank you dan so if you'll turn with me to genesis 39 and all these ones you mentioned uh, and many others were certainly found faithful. But I wanted to look at at Genesis 39. I wanted to look briefly at a few verses concerning Joseph. And Joseph, this was during a time when things hadn't gone well for him. As we know the story. All the way from when he was thrown in the pit, he was sold as a slave. So here... Chapter 39 of Genesis. Let's look at the first six verses here. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an Egyptian officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the bodyguard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. Do you think God was in this? Absolutely. Do you think God uh, moved potiphar's heart to choose joseph absolutely god is in every aspect of our life you know sometimes we think oh man what a lucky break right or was it lucky not if if you talk from the way the world talks they say well this is unlucky because look what's going to happen to him right with the the temptation of potiphar's wife but here's here's what we see about joseph he gets now he, he he's a slave and he now he's He's a slave in the Egyptian officer of Pharaoh. So he's, you know, this is one high up guy, you know, Potiphar, and he's going to work for him, be a slave. Verse 2 And the Lord was with Joseph, so he became a successful man, or the word also is translated prosperous. He was a prosperous man or successful man. And in, he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now his master, verse 3, his master saw that the Lord was with him and how the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hand. So here's Potiphar. What's he doing? He's keeping an eye on this new slave that's in the house. But what does he notice about Joseph. Somehow he notices everything this guy does, he does well. And verse 4, So Joseph found favor in his sight and became his personal servant. And he made him overseer over his house, and all that he owned he put in his charge. And it came about that from the time he made him overseer in the house and over all that he owned. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house on account of Joseph. Thus the Lord's blessing was upon all that he owned and in the house and in the field. Verse six. So he left everything he owned in Joseph's charge. It said a second time. And with him... With him there, he did not concern himself with anything except the food which he ate. And then it concludes, well, Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, and we know where that goes. But what I want us to see here is what did Potiphar Potiphar see in Joseph, that he would come to the place where he would say, I want you to be my personal slave, all right? You can be my personal servant. Come into my house here. And, and then he basically come to, came to the place where he says, okay, well, I, I'm going to put you in charge of everything I own. There you are. You run it, all right? I won't be around, but what's, what's he doing? He's telling Joseph and showing Joseph that he trusts him. And this is evidence right here that joseph was a faithful man he showed faithfulness in small things right he showed faithfulness in small things and potiphar continued to watch and see it and then finally joseph just was continued to remain faithful to whatever task he was given whatever job he didn't complain that he was a slave he didn't try and escape he believed that god put him there for a reason and so he so what did he, what did he do he remained faithful where he was and god blessed joseph because of that and god honored him and therefore god blessed the house of potiphar because of it we see the faithfulness here of a man named joseph and this should tell us something what should this tell me tonight it should tell me that god is looking for me to be found faithful in small things. That I would be faithful in small things so that God, I would have God's favor rest upon me. The, unless I uh, could seek to be a faithful Christian to whatever God's given me faithful to my family, faithful to my job, faithful to my church, whatever it is God is looking for faithfulness in our lives. And he looked and he found it in Joseph and he blessed Joseph. That's when we will receive the favor of the Lord. Doesn't mean there won't be trouble. Doesn't mean there aren't problems. I mean, here Joseph shows faithfulness and what happens? He gets accused of something he didn't do. So it doesn't mean that we're not going to have trouble in our life, but it does mean that God's hand of favor is still upon us and God is going to work all things out in our lives for good. But now there is I want you to look at <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Nehemiah chapter 7. Let's go to Nehemiah. Okay. <coughs> and <coughs> Nehemiah is right before Esther, okay? So if you're looking for it, it's the book right before Esther, Nehemiah chapter 7. Now, the situation is this, that Nehemiah, of course, as he came to help build the city, uh, it was time for him to go back to Persia. So he has to leave Jerusalem, okay? And so we come to uh, Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 1 and 2. And now he uh, Nehemiah writes this. Now it came about when the wall was rebuilt and I had set up the doors and the gatekeepers and the singers and the Levites were appointed so the temples uh you know temple was walls built and and they he was appointing people for the different tasks. But here verse 2 jumps out at us that I put Hananiah, my brother, and Hananiah, the commander of the fortress in charge of Jerusalem. Why? End of verse two. For he was a faithful man and feared God more than many. Do you see that? He chose Hananiah, his and his brother. And put them in charge of Jerusalem because why Hananiah had some special qualities. What was that? He was a faithful man and he feared God more than almost anybody else. He feared God. And we, we heard that this morning from Nick in his beautiful message he brought to us. Right? Fear God and what? Keep his commandments. The only way that that i will please god is if one i fear him and keep his commandments right god will be pleased with me but only if god fearing man will show faithfulness i have got to have reverence in my life for god and live that way in obedience to his word and when i do that that is when my faithfulness is going to be seen by the world And this man's faithfulness was noticed by Nehemiah. And he goes, that's the man I want. I want to put him in charge of my stuff. Those of you who have businesses or, you know, or maybe had a business, what did you look for when you wanted to put someone in charge? You wanted to look for someone that showed faithfulness, that was faithful to, that that you saw that they were going to stick to it, that you could trust them. And that's exactly what Nehemiah did. Faithfulness. Oh, that we might say, Lord, help me to be found faithful. For then God will use us in great ways. Now, if we are found faithful in small things, he may put us then in charge of great things. And we read about that as Jesus gave the parable in Matthew. We don't have time to turn to it. Where Jesus talked about the talents and the the men, the king went away and he left his servants with talents. And some he gave more, some he gave less. But he came back and he wanted to know, what did you do with my money? And the ones that were faithful were blessed and favored and given more to handle. But the the one that wasn't faithful... Uh, God took away from him. But I want in closing here to turn to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5. As you turn to Galatians 5, maybe right in your mind, when I say Galatians 5, what do you think of right away? Dave? Spirit, right. Walking in the Spirit. Spirit. And when we walk in the Spirit, what is produced? The fruit of the Spirit. And chapter 5 is where we read about the fruits of the Spirit in a Christian's life. Okay, so let's pick it up here. We'll look what Paul says to the church. Verse 22, Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, which means I don't produce it, but God's Spirit produces it. Now we know these. You, know, you could quote them just like this, couldn't you? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Well, there they are. They're the fruits of the Spirit. We all know those, don't we? Yep. Oh my love, joy, and peace. Yes, that's what our Lord. I want to show love. I want to show have peace. Show peace, joy, you know, the fruits of the Spirit. Did I miss something? Look at, look at there at the end of verse 22. Yes. Kindness, goodness. What's next? Faithfulness. Faithful. Did you, did you recall that faithfulness was a fruit of the Spirit? I, it even escaped me as I was doing the study. But here it is. The faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. Just like joy and love, it's right up there with all the rest of them. And then he went on and he goes, And gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. If I am walking in the Spirit in my life, which means I am abiding in the Lord, I'm walking close to my Lord Jesus Christ by, by reading his word, by getting it into my heart, and, and, and just seeking to obey his word and seeking to walk close to the Lord in fellowship. And then I say, Lord, I want you to control me, control my mind, control my actions, control my body. Lord, you take over and live through me and, and, and move through me. What happens? That's when the fruit of the Spirit is demonstrated in our life. You can tell uh, a Spirit-filled Christian by the fruit. Right. That we see in, in their life. And so one of those fruits we can see is faithfulness. If a person is faithful, a Christian is faithful in whatever he's doing and he's you look at that person, whether a man or woman, and say, I can trust them. I want to tr- I can trust them because I've seen their faithfulness. You have demonstrated the, fr- the fruit of faithfulness to others. And of course, to the Lord, we please him. So this week, would you pray and say, Lord, what area of my life am I not being found faithful like I should? Help me to to show faithfulness. And Lord, through your spirit, help me to be found faithful to you because it's an attribute of God, remember? And then what will happen? As as God's spirit works in my life and produces this fruit and produces the fruit of faithfulness i will find that god's favor will rest upon me and rest upon you let's pray together heavenly father i thank you so much lord for this marvelous truth father that that faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit father it is produced by your spirit alone father i pray that we might be faithful men and faithful women. I know many here have been proven faithful over the years. I thank you for each and every one, Lord, that has been been found faithful time and time again. Lord, forgive us for the times that we have not been faithful. Forgive us for the times where we have failed thee, Lord. But Father, help us to continue to seek to walk in your ways, to walk in truth. And to walk in the Spirit. So that the world may see that we are someone who can be trusted. And we know that your favor favor will rest upon us, Lord. As we walk in faithfulness. And we ask this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen.